Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. the next chapter experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Lissette. Today's guest is Anne Poirier, and Anne is the certified intuitive eating counselor and body confidence coach, self-talk trainer, eating disorder specialist, and author. We have so much to talk about today. She also was the founder of Shaping Perspectives, A Woman's Way to Joy, and the leader of the Body Joyful Revolution community on Facebook, the online source of support, encouragement, and inspiration for women of all sizes, shapes, and weights. This group of women are committed to rejecting society's thin ideal and diet culture so they can feel more comfortable and confident in their bodies. And welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm looking forward to this conversation, so let's dig in. In. That sounds great. Thank you for having me, Jeanette. Let me ask you this question. When you are working with your clients from the very beginning, who would be a, a typical client that would seek you out? There's a, really two. One is someone who's done with dieting, who has been on and off diets for forever, is just fed up with trying to live that way and needs to heal from diet culture. And I think society and its pressures because it's been passed down from generation to generation for many of us having to fit in a certain mold. And so that's one. And then others are people that are in larger bodies who want to be healthier. They think they need to lose weight and maybe they will, maybe they won't. That becomes something that I place on the side. Like I had said before, we put the intentional weight loss on the side, but we also know it's there. And we also know that's something that the client wants and how do we work with the behaviors underlying how they're living their life and how they are feeling in their bodies and their energy. And are they getting cravings at certain times during the day? What are those cravings? Let's go underneath that and find out when are those happening? Are you stressed out? Are you bored? Are you lonely? So we're trying to find underneath what's causing behaviors that are not helpful for the client. And a lot of times it's eating. A lot of times it's a very strong feeling of not wanting to exercise or not wanting to move because the body hurts. And so how do we move through some of those things so that the person can start to move again? And what does that look like? So it's not inside the box thinking when it comes to moving our bodies, it's a much, much broader way of thinking. And so by disconnecting it from time, heart rate, all of the the shoulds and shouldn'ts around fitness and moving, we just, we throw that out and we find things that work for the person and their body. And it's a mind switch, right? If for some people walking down to their mailbox and coming back up is a long walk. Yeah. So we have to start shorter than that. 
to get them moving. And then other times it's cleaning. I had one woman who she was having a hard time trying to figure out anything, but I used her laundry so she could only bring three items upstairs at a time. And so her workout became a couple of times a week. She would go up and down those stairs a bunch of times. That it's right on the mark. It is right on the mark. We simply just need to move our bodies, period. It doesn't have to be slaying weights at the gym, becoming a gym rat, being on a treadmill. No, just take a few steps. Yeah, just move and find things that you like to do because when we like to do them, we do them. So you mentioned that at the age of 50, you had this reckoning with yourself and it's taking you down this path, which is basically serving others who who have this internal struggle with themselves. When you're working with someone who knows that they would like to, I'm just going to use this phrase, be better, feel better, do better, or they simply just want to have more joy in everyday life. Do you find that they want to go faster than they should? And if so, how do you get them to actually accept that it's a process? Yeah, that's such a great question because it is a process and we didn't get to this point overnight. And so it's behaviors that have been established. I use the analogy of a path in a grassy field. So if we continue to walk this path, with a certain type of behavior that's not advantageous to us over and over again for years and then decades, it gets ingrained in a trench and all the grass around that trench is all grown up. And so in order to shift behavior, we have to step into the grass. To shift a thought, we have to step into the grass. And when we step into the grass that's long, the weeds, I call them, it's uncomfortable and it's unfamiliar and it's easier to stay put. And so I think it's just through the trial and error and realizing that if we try to change four habits at once, the success rate is just not going to be there. And so how can we pick one habit at a time and move through this process and enjoy the process and realize that you are worthy, you have permission to enjoy the process. I think there's so many people that have the brain that that I don't deserve to treat myself like that, or I don't deserve to find joy. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's our own internal self-talk that's always trying to protect us in some way. Because if we feel like we don't deserve it, then if somebody tells us we don't deserve it, oh, it's not going to bother me because I already know that. I've already beaten myself up enough so that you can't hurt me. And so there's an internal kind of protection mechanism, I think, for a lot of people who will make fun of themselves at the expense of themselves, but it's in order to protect themselves from somebody else saying something that they're feeling about themselves. That makes sense at all. It it did. And it makes me sad, though I realize that there are many people or women in general, who don't feel worthy in some way, shape, or form based on something that might have been said to them when they were very young, that as you call it, the seed that may have been planted or a look of disapproval or just a comment that was meant to be harmless, but it wasn't. As you share in your book, being chubby as a child and people taking notice of that, It's that red truck, right? If you think about yourself in this way, whatever it might be from an early experience or from some of those seeds, it just builds on itself. We see it more often. And I think about the look you said, that can be so damaging to people. Just having a certain look 
somebody looking at them a certain way. So for myself, if somebody were to look at me a certain way, I would think automatically, oh, they must be thinking this and this and this and this. And that's all coming from my head. It's not coming from their head. It's coming from my head, but we're taking on whatever they're saying as it's ours. They're not even saying anything. It's just the look. And so how can we take some deep breaths and say to ourselves, I have no idea what they're thinking. I have no idea unless I want to ask them what they're thinking. And then I can choose to do that if I want to, but I don't have to assume that they're thinking X, Y, Z of me. I can see where the self-acceptance is key and critical. Perhaps when you get to that point, the look or the comments may not impact you as greatly because you already know that you are worthy. You understand where you are in this equation, you accept it, and you're not really okay with it. It's something that you're working on. And so it's not an issue. It's not a concern because you've got this. You're on it maybe to that extent. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You're working on it. I'm working on it. This is whatever that might be. How much of what you do helps a person to discern or to realize that there's an self-education piece to this. Absolutely. And there is a lot of education. And I think for myself too, research helped me a lot with understanding some of the research behind how lack of sleep impacts you, right? Or how not moving our bodies, what that does, or how certain foods within certain bodies and over again, how they're going to impact us. So we do talk a lot about some of this education piece underneath it. And then it's talking about what that person wants, meeting them where they are and what do they want out of life? A lot of women, I ask, what do you love? And they don't know. They have a hard time even sharing what they love because they haven't allowed themselves to love something. So it's some of that deeper work underneath the whys and trying to find out why you don't feel you deserve or why it's too hard to do this or too hard to do that and stop and step back and take one step at a time and look at the overall picture. If just having a glass of water is our first habit, it's fine. When's that habit going to take place? What can you connect it to? First thing in the morning, right before you go to bed, right? Here are behaviors that are going to improve your health. That's what you're here to do or improve your wellness, your well-being, how you move around the world, your relationships. Sometimes that's impacted just by changing a perspective of yourself. It can impact all the people around you. And the mindset is so much stronger than I think people realize we can really shift and pause and change our thoughts if we're aware that it is leading to a particular feeling or behavior that isn't in our best interest. That's really interesting. You mentioned many don't have a specific goal or lifestyle goal or just a goal in general as it relates to their being. How do you work with a person who hasn't really considered that as an option to living a fulfilling life? Starting with some values, what's important to them? How do they want to show up in the world? Who do they want to make a difference for? Who is important to them? What is important? important to them. We don't talk a lot about what our values are. And I believe that they change. What was important to us in at 20 and 30 is not as important to us in our 40s and 50s and 60s, and then further on too. So we're really staying, what do you value? What's important to you? And then how do you want to show up and make sure that you're sharing that value? so that people around you can see that value too and know that's important. So sometimes it's a stepping stone to try to experiment with some things. 
how does that feel? Is that working? Is that not working? And I always use the word experiment. We're curious, being curious and experimenting with this because sometimes we don't know if we even like something or don't like something until we try it. So is there a specific age demographic that you're drawn to? Over 40 for sure. So people who have usually have dieting history or some weight trauma that kind of can be the people that I'm drawn to. They usually are in a space where there might be a shift of careers, children are getting older, empty nesters in that space. And it breaks my heart to know that there are people in their 70s and 80s who are still so concerned with not their health, but their weight. And how do we shift the thoughts around that, beating themselves up or not doing things because of the way they look, whereas how can we see yourself differently because they have such gifts and wisdom to share in other ways? I just find that incredible that we struggle so much with that, but it's a reality. I think we're fortunate to have a person like you who is basically serving others with personal experience and wisdom to help others to actually reach the level of what they consider to be optimal, either health or lifestyle, if you will. It's really beautiful, the work that you're doing. What do you see as what's next? What's up and coming for you? I really, and I'll say this out loud because this is one of those things that I have it inside. And I really would like to do a young adult or a tween kind of book around this body image piece to help our younger generation have a different perspective than what they are being taught just because of society and because we're modeling for the next generation and how can we model healthy behaviors, wellness behaviors that look a little different than what we may have modeled, right? For ourselves and the rules that we had placed on ourselves around food and eating and stress and exercise and self-care, right? Self-care is a big topic now. It wasn't when I was growing up. That was selfish. That was thought of as selfish. I understand that there are five girls in my family and my mom would always say, girls have to learn to be selfish. And it was hard to hear that. However, she went deeper in terms of what that would mean. This is decades ago. And we were just really coming of age. And she knew it was important that we actually spend time with ourselves and really get to know ourselves and care for ourselves and things like that. So I can appreciate the selfish perspective, but from a positive perspective. When I hear self-care, sometimes I cringe because some people make it trite by saying, oh, just go to a spa, get your nails done, get a massage, that type of thing. And I'm thinking, we've got to go beyond just the aesthetics of things. We have to go deeper inside. For me, self-care would be taking that moment to breathe. Yes. Taking that moment to be still. Taking that moment to be grateful. Yes. Simple things like that. I think of it that way. So I can totally, totally support what your framework is around that. I wanted to ask you a little bit more, though, about your Facebook group. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. It's really a group of women. We're just trying to change the conversation around food and weight and body. It's not a place for someone who wants to lose weight necessarily. It's a place where you can go and you don't have to hear about it because I think that can be tough too for people. As you said, right when we started this conversation, 
it's always in our face on TV, on infomercials, on social media. There's always before and after pictures or the next diet plan or the next plan that's going to make you feel a certain way. And it can get really loud when you've struggled and had issues such as I have to just be in that space all the time. And so this is a community of people. We're changing the conversation around that. We're looking at exercise in a different way. So joyful movement, and we're talking about joyful movement, and we're talking about intuitive eating, and we're talking about our inner critics. I call them the mini-me and the maxi-me, the little voices in our head and shifting our mindset and how can we be role models for our next generation in a different way. And the underlying mission is to really help reduce body shaming and bullying and weight stigma um, and disordered eating and eating disorders. All of those things fall in to under our umbrella of what we're trying to do. I like what you said about impacting the next generation. And I believe that with the knowledge and the self-education and experimenting and becoming detectives of our own self and bodies can definitely support the next generation in terms of them seeing the outcome of it. So in other words, if you're 40 and perhaps your activity level or the things that you're engaged in are different than what a person would think a 40-year-old would be engaged in or at 50, or at 60, or at 70, because when you get a certain age, there's a lot of ageism and age shaming to a certain degree. Oh, you're 50, you're over the hill, or that type of thing. And it's a sad commentary on the mindset of, of a lot of people. But as it relates to providing an example to the younger women or the young girls as they're growing up to see their mother out there walking, taking time for herself, journaling, being mindful and doing all those things, perhaps it starts there and that's something that can be passed on because that young girl is looking and seeing what mom is doing and then she may follow suit. But it is true that they do watch and they do see and they do hear, right? So they hear the conversations on the phone. They hear the conversations to yourself in the mirror. They see tugging and pulling at clothes. So they see and hear all these little things, the little nuances that I don't think I was not aware of. I have two grown daughters and I know I was not aware of those And when I was younger. And so I've had some really in-depth conversations with them, apologizing too for my own behaviors and or lack thereof when it comes to health and wellness and their nutrition and their movement and all of those things. So So how are they doing? They're great. They're great. So fortunate to have two strong women and they're in their twenties. And so they have a little anxiety and a little of those kind of things, but don't we all, right? Yes. But they have a fine example of what they can actually do because they see it in you. You embraced it. They saw the change and they understand my philosophy now and how I was part of, and this is, I claim this, I was part of the problem for a really long time in fitness. And now I'm trying to be part of the solution. That is right on target. I certainly appreciate the work that you're doing right now to support women. And uh, it's really relevant and important work. Greatly appreciate what you're doing there. And I appreciate you actually making time to talk to me and share with our listeners about your journey and how they can actually embrace their reality and actually have free agency to make changes. So let me ask you this question. How can they contact? Sure. They can contact me at Anne at the bodyjoyful.com. And for all of your listeners, if they would like a digital copy of the book, The Body Joyful, to just write book, email me at Anne at thebodyjoyful.com and I'll send them along a free digital copy of the book because I want the message out there. 
and I want it to get out there. And the Body Joyful Revolution is the community on Facebook. So there's two options for people to contact me. I think they're great options. They really are. And I'm looking forward to tapping into both. I actually have tapped into the book already and uh, I've checked out your private community and I plan on joining because I'd like to be part of that conversation. I really would love to be part of that conversation to change the narrative around what what we actually have control, which is only ourselves. We can control information and how it's actually impacting us by limiting images that we see or things that don't support us. So I'm looking forward to being a part of that as well. Great. And thanks so much for giving us a bit of your time today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Jeanette. And thank you for what you're doing to know that there's a next chapter for people all the time, every day. There's a new page. Sometimes we need a, a full chapter switch. Oh, absolutely. And that's what next chapter is about. Because if all of us reach a point in our lives where we think, I've given what I am capable of giving, I'm turning the page, and it's time to start another chapter and experience what that chapter has to offer. And I'm glad that we have shared this moment so that we are part of your next chapter as well. And much success as you put together the next iteration of your ability to impact the world, actually. It's it's exciting times. It really is. So thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.